0: Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for coming back to the Founders Journal this week. Quick update, we want to let you know that last week was actually our most listened to episode with the most downloads. So thank you guys for continuing to help us grow and learn along the way. Uh, We want to let you know that we are all open ears all the time. So if there's something you guys want to hear about, please feel free to reach out and let us know. This week, we have another stellar episode for you guys. Uh, Our guest this week... I think you're going to enjoy some of his stories. He's quite the man. Anyways, let's get into it. This guy is works some magic behind the camera. He's a uh, cinematographer. He got started in January of 2017 when he was a sophomore in college, was originally doing it by himself, came together with four different guys, um, and they have since kind of branded this thing they call Boulder Media House and subdivided it. Uh, he, they're kind of the life of the party, you know. They got started filming um, frat parties, and that has quickly landed them at festivals like um, Lollapalooza and at Red Rocks, filming people like Zeds Dead's and Alan Walker, Mister Ben Gillespie. I'm gonna give you the floor and let you tell us how you got into filming some really cool people and how you got into the commercial space.
1: Sweet, yeah. So I. Got started filming in fifth grade. Um, My dad, I worked for my dad all summer and then he bought me a computer with the Adobe Creative Suite on it. Um, And I was just super interested in like Premiere and After Effects and just doing, watching as many tutorials as I could um, and trying to get better at that. And then in high school, I kind of started filming for like skate shops and like different skate brands, um, which was super fun. And then senior year of high school, my dad wanted me to get a job. And I said, no, I don't want a regular job. So I started filming weddings and that started paying the bills. Um, And then I grew that wedding business. It was called Gillespie Film Company. And then uh, about sophomore year of high school or sophomore year of college started filming like frat shows and um, concerts at the Fox Theater. And there, were, there was a group of guys that were filming, taking photos, and we were all kind of competing for the same gigs. Um, so later sophomore year, I was like, what if we just uh, team up and we'll get more shows, we'll get, like, I'll give you some weddings if we need to pay the bills or whatever. Um, and then it quickly snowballed into a little bit more than we kind of thought, we thought it was just gonna be like a little college gig. Um, and now we have festival contracts and um, a bunch of commercial contracts and it's it's actually going to be a viable business for our livelihoods, which is super exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. Um, I think that's the goal for most people that are probably listening to this or have interest in being an entrepreneur while they're in college or the whole reason why I wanted to get this podcast started about young entrepreneurs because You know, for me, I'm even, and Sydney right now, even though we're in college, I think in two years, we definitely want to be working for ourselves. So to see someone that was basically our age, 20 years old, sophomore in college, just got done our sophomore years, who's come out and, you know, now is working for themselves, supporting themselves on their own business that they built while they're in college. I mean, Ben, I think that that's awesome and there's something to be said for that. So I congratulate you on that. And um, I want to ask you how, you know, how was it balancing your time all throughout college with this boulder media house?
1: Oh God, it was, uh, it was definitely difficult. Um, but a lot of like the event industry, like weddings and and shows, it's all weekend based. So like I could go to classes. Um, my, once we started boulder media house, my attendance definitely dropped quite a bit. (laughs) I kind of started making my school schedules, um, really pretty light just so I could handle workload and only scheduled classes that I knew that I could didn't really need to show up to um, just in case we had weekday shoots. But I mean, it was fun. It was definitely tough at times. Like there were, I mean, it just ebbs and flows so hard. Like if we had, there was one fall semester that like definitely a lot of relationships took a toll just because I was so busy with school and working all the time and, like, a lot of sleepless nights, but, I mean, it was so worth it. And, I like, I really just genuinely like making videos. Like, I don't... Like, it's not really a huge money thing, and, like, production companies aren't really... It's not a genius business idea. It's not, like, a billion-dollar market cap. I do enjoy being able to support myself and buy myself a new car, but, like... I don't know. For me, it's more about like the creativity and the and the um, freedom that 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 allows.
2: So you mentioned you started with wedding videos and then now you're more into like film like festival videos. So I personally know those are like totally different. So how did you like kind of switch your gears to do that? And do you still do like wedding videos still or is it just mostly film?
1: videos we do a couple weddings a year um we just kind of jacked our prices up so that we don't have to do a whole lot of them but uh (laughs) (laughs) we i mean i still enjoy wedding videos and like it's still i mean you're still pressing the same red button you're still editing everything in the same software like a film's a film so it it really wasn't a huge jump i mean lifestyle wise it was definitely different going to a wedding versus going to a show but I mean, it's it's the same stuff. Like a button's a button. We're just pushing buttons. Yeah,
0: like I said, I think Ben's kind of the the life of the party. Sounds like you know. Um. Anyways. <laughs>
1: uh, definitely party too much.
0: Ben, you want to give people like a rundown of how you kind of separated your business as far as like I know it started with Boulder Media House, and you guys had the four guys working together. Um, and now I know you guys are in the commercial space, doing shooting commercials doing the film festivals, still doing weddings. Um, and I know you have an event thing too going, do you want to kind of explain how that set up, how you set that up and why you did it? I mean, I think it's really important for a marketing sense for people to understand. Um, it makes perfect sense with the branding wise.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we thought Boulder Media House when we initially did it was going to be like a all encompassing, um, Like, you pay us for... And then we'll make your videos or take your photos or do your graphic design. Um, And we thought that would be able to spread across a bunch of different markets. Um, But then we released a, a demo reel for our 2018 year. And it, like, had festival footage next to weddings, next to frat parties, next to sorority recruitment videos. And it was just, like, what the fuck do these guys do? Like, why... Like, we had no... We had no, like, mission. It was just, like, you pay us, and, like, we'll bring our cameras, and we'll film your stuff, so we started doing, um, so Boulder Media House is the, the corporate side, and then Beach House is the music side, and then Unreal Events is the college, like, college media side, and then, uh, Buffalo Film Co is the the wedding side. So it's just it's really just so that we can have like curated Instagrams and like be able to talk to different clients in a different way and have like a website. So if like a couple wants to book us for a wedding, they're not going to see a bunch of frat parties.
0: Right. Yeah, you don't want uh totally different, you know, trying to work with totally different people for, you know, totally different stuff even though it is all filming. I think it was extremely smart for what you guys were able to do as far as branding. Like, I know it makes total sense. What is, uh, what's your
1: favorite? What's your favorite? To- uh, definitely the music stuff. It is the most, well, and also commercial stuff. I really like commercial stuff, um, like being able to be creative and figure out an idea. And we've gotten to work with a ton of sweet companies um, and we're trying to get more into the outdoor industry. But yeah, music stuff, it's hard to be just going to shows and getting paid for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you get the background tour, man.
1: You get the backstage. Oh, yeah. And the people, like, they're so nice. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're filming, like, direct support or an opener or something. And you just get to watch the headliner, drink a couple brews backstage. It's pretty fun.
2: (laughs) That is fun. so, I'm not sure. Could you inform me is video or videography in festivals is that a super saturated field or no
1: um it's saturated in a sense that uh it looks super fun so a lot of like influencers or like vloggers like there is a lot of there are a lot of people that want to do it and there's a lot of people that will undercut budgets um it's there's not like a ton of production scale companies that are doing it there's a few that are really good at it like final kid films from charlie friedrich's team they're insane if you haven't watched the ultra after movies they're insane um super good everything shot on red like a 50 person crew huge budgets um but yeah i don't know that's a tricky question it's not there's a lot of people that want to play but um it's not incredibly saturated at the same time right
0: ben i know when we talked earlier in the week you talked about um some of the skills and some of the investment that people have to make in their skills to get into the video field can you talk a little bit about that and how you learned you know like how i mean how you were talking like when i look at your stuff i think i when i see it i'm like wow these dudes are kick-ass like you know their bas and they make some sick stuff but you're even well, on the day other day when we were on the phone you were like we still need to get better like we're right on the cusp of being like full grade commercial but we're not quite there yet can you talk about some of the skills and what you're looking for in your videos that would make it that or and how you got started for someone else
1: yeah um i think technical skills are a huge component and um I mean, you just have to be technically proficient to be competitive. And a lot of people that like start. A, I notice this a lot at CU, um, a lot of people go into like media productions majors to like learn how to make videos and they like don't have a baseline technical knowledge to build off of. And they're really no better off four years after a super expensive degree as they were when they came in because they didn't take the time to invest in their own technical skills. like. I don't know kind of like lax coach lax coaches used to say like stick skills are a personal responsibility like you just have to have the skills to be able to execute your ideas um and also like we're we're in the little baby stages of our business and like we're in, in the little baby stages of blossoming into into really powerful creatives um and we still i take so much time to invest in skills i probably spend like half of my time learning new programs, learning new techniques, and then the other half actually working for clients. I think there's
0: something to be said for that in terms of being an entrepreneur, which the term entrepreneur, um, I don't always like because I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, like you're so many different things. Like Ben, you're a filmmaker. Sydney, you made jewelry. I guide. Like I'm not an entrepreneur. Like we, as people that own our own businesses are doing things and our skills that make it viable for us to be in that profession you know what i mean like the amount of time you have to spend doing those things to be good enough to ask someone to pay you money i mean i think there's something to be said for that and investing yourself and i know people see it all the time but it's like what does that really look like and ben i think your analogy of back to sports like it's just practice it's really what it is and when people say investing in yourself you got to practice those skills even your human skills to be able to have um a viable business in terms of, you know, being professional. I think it's important to look in yourself and be like, all right, what do I need to work on and and go after it? Now, can you explain to some of the people out there the, I guess probably a lot of people don't really know the difference between photography and videography and can you get into the technical terms of how they're a little bit different? Um, that kind of some of the equipment you guys use, I know that, you know, some of the cameras you guys are using are high dollar, you know, I wouldn't want to touch it because I feel like it would explode kind of thing. But uh, can you talk about that a little?
1: Yeah. Cameras are a lot more durable than you think. You can definitely drop a red, you, but you, uh,
0: you've you've tried it or what? <laughs> oh
1: my god, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say. <laughs> definitely, tanked some reds before, but they never break. So, and that's why they're professional equipment. Great like they, they're meant to, they're meant to be shot on. They're meant to be roughed around. But yeah, so like I I focus more on video, and I found that video has a little bit a bigger barrier to entry, technical skill set wise, and that's where I thrive, I just love sitting on my computer and, and learning new things, so. But, and then photography, I mean, it's the same camera, like, the same techniques for a lot of it. Um, there's definitely, we have, like, our photo cameras are all Canons, our video cameras are all either Panasonics or Reds. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty similar, but just completely different at the same time. I don't know, it, you just, I don't know, they're different. That was a terrible answer, by the way. Yeah, that's all good. I don't know my question. <laughs> I talked that's okay. for so long before.
2: Um, <laughs> so how many people were, are, are in your team? Was it four of you or five of you?
1: So there's, there's four main members, and then we added on this girl, Tori, who's a stud producer um, and a really talented videographer as well. So there's five like core people in the team, and then we have a few interns as well.
2: So how, when you're, like, breaking up profit and all that, do you guys break it up during, like, um, based on project and event, or are you kind of, like, a split all ways, or how do you do that? Because we've talked to a few businesses that have different strategies of, like, you know, this team has three people, they're breaking it up, you know, 60, 20, 20, because one's full-time, or, like, all even. Yeah,
0: well, I think, and the main thing that me and Sydney have talked about is, like, how do you guys have someone that's, like, in charge? You know, like, who gets the final kind of say, so to speak? And I know it kind of works uh, differently for everyone, but me and Sid have said, like, we feel like when too many cooks get in the kitchen kind of thing. Like, have you, I mean, what is your thoughts on, you know, that stuff and how you guys have been able to figure it out?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, there's, like, no... um the way we split split profits is project based. So um, we give x amount to the company to pay for overhead, um, and which is like new equipment, our office space, um, and that's really pretty much it. Our Wi-Fi is so expensive too, but um, and then the rest gets split up, but like by how much effort you put into the project. So um, like if you're filming and editing then you'll get more than if you're just filming or like if you're filming for three days um, and somebody's only filming for two, then you'll get extra money. And we just break it up by parts, like editing is a part. And it's really project-based because we have different budgets for different projects. And sometimes we edit, like we budget out post-production when we when we're sending those bids to these clients we budget out post production if you're doing all the posts then you get all that money um and if you're just filming then you get our the day rates does that make sense
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so then you have like a director for every shoot like that you guys go on kind of thing is it like is that how it works
1: yeah so we have roles for different people and it switches up like i'm usually the director of photography which isn't actual photography it's um just the kind of like the cameraman and like figure out lighting um and then we kind of switch up who's directing what based on whose skill set is best suited for the client um and then the director gets like if we're on set and we're bickering about something then the director gets the uh final say and everything. But we do like we're able to collaborate really pretty well, I think, for five people like with similar tasks. And like at this stage of our business, we kind of have to be jack-of-all-trades. Um and everybody has to have skills and everything. We're not really ready to strictly specialize on any one particular skill set. But uh yeah, and also super thankful for the people that I work with because, like, we try to bring other people on sometimes, and I don't know. We just have the dream team right now, and it's super Just dope. ain't the same. Just, just ain't the same. same, man.
2: When you're preparing for a shoot and, like, working with a company, how what do you, like, contact or communicate with them on? Like, when you're preparing for their shoot, like, do you guys, like, lay out a game plan of the day, or how does it work with, like, preparing up to the shoot? And then once you get to the shoot, what does it look like for you guys?
1: Um, it depends so much on like their budget. Um, if they, if they were doing like an entire campaign for them, um, with photo and video and a couple different deliverables, then we'll definitely, um, a couple months before the shoot, start a pre-production process and get all of our ideas out there and like kind of finalize a storyboard. And, uh, and then Tori will do all the producing, which is like creating a call sheet, um, making sure everybody knows where they're going to be and what everybody's roles are um, but also we like a ton of our work is um we are like outsource production companies for already produced tele like public television stuff um so that we just kind of we get a call sheet and we show up and we shoot and then we edit it but, yeah, it just it depends so so much on the budget. Yeah,
0: I, I, get, I mean, I'm not really that familiar with, like, producing and all that stuff, but I guess, you know, having a plan and then strategically having it set up so you know there and you can go and get it done, I mean, that would make the most sense to me. But um, how do you uh, – shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> That's a – toughness of being on the ocean for three days like i feel like the salt water just like evaporates my brain cells um (laughs) how uh i mean what is it like being backstage at one of those concerts i mean for a lot of people they probably like that's like a dream job you know what i mean like think about red rocks and how many people love to just go and blast off at red rocks and and you know go to cloud nine i mean um what is it like to be backstage (laughs) can you give can you get let like try to Explain to someone a feeling of what it's like to be back there. Maybe could you share your favorite story of, like,
1: what you how you like to film? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it depends so much on the artist. Like, we did Family Business Festival with Young Thug and Trippy Red, and um, we didn't have any interaction with them. We took a couple of portraits um, and filmed them on stage, but we weren't, like, slamming Jameson in the back with them. Um, we just kind of had our own, <laughs> our own little nerd setup, And then, but also, like, uh, Red Rocks has ran super professionally. There's not a whole lot of booze and or drugs that go on backstage. Um, and then if you're with the artist, though, then things loosen up a bit. Like, if you go with the artist, then uh, you're just having fun and you're shooting. And I mean, like nobody's getting belligerently drunk. Cause we still like, we're still working you're doing a job. Yeah, exactly. But, um, it's definitely a fun job. <laughs> There's definitely opportunities to, to loosen up a little bit backstage. What's your favorite story of one you've done so far?
0: Oh, if you can share it, I mean, if you can't, share it, <laughs> I get
1: it. No, I mean, the Funk Hunters were just so fun. Like, we were just hanging out. They actually... (laughs) Um, So, the Funk Hunters, they played... I think they were direct support at Rowdy Town, night one. um, And I was filming them. They're great dudes. They're buddies with my buddy, Wayne Schultes, who was shooting... I think it was... No, he was actually um, helping out with the production for Rowdy Town. Like, there live production team he was just backstage he didn't have as fun of a day as me but we were like after their set was over we were drinking a little bit and then uh big g's tour manager came up and started yelling at us because fucking dunk and nick were who were the funk hunters they were supposed to be on stage <laughs> like they had a little cameo during big g's set and they just completely forgot about it well, that's not then, good. You are were, yeah, you well, were I having mean, too much fun. We were having fun. And then, like, they got down there. I scrambled and grabbed my camera gear and grabbed my other shooter, and we figured it out. It was fun. And then we came back and uh, had some more fun.
0: That's what you got to do, just figure it out. Yeah, exactly.
1: So a question
2: I have is, have you ever delivered a video, and then they, like, haven't liked it, or you've had to, like change it because they were like unhappy with the results
1: absolutely yeah it's really rare that you like nail it first try especially with a bigger budget commercial work um I think the earth roamer stuff we had like 13 rounds of revisions with them which I was happy to do Mm because they were great to work with and such a sweet company um but yeah, it's really rare that you nail it the first try. That's
2: interesting. I want, That makes me think of, like, the NFL com- Super Bowl commercials, like, how many rounds they go through for that. How long do you think those commercials, like, take to plan out and, like, produce?
1: I I don't know. Because they're such high budgets, so they have to go through, like, a million different people. Like, they have to be approved by PR. They have to, like, the, even the ideation probably takes months, like, half a year at least to like get the idea solid to where they won't offend anybody and they're actually going to hit their market but yeah I actually Tori Tori was on set for when she worked at Step Studios who were uh, some other CU grads that have been slaying it right now she was on set for the Patrick Mahomes Oakley Super Bowl commercial a few years ago um, and that seemed like the most stressful thing ever
0: yeah i mean that's big time but let me ask you how does is that kind of your guys's plan of where you guys want to take uh boulder media house and the rest of it like how how do you scale and, the, and i know we had this conversation a little bit the other day but how do you scale in the video industry
1: so yeah there's i mean quantity and quality are the two big ways to scale um, you could either make a lot of content super quickly or you could make really good content for really big budgets. And we're trying to do both. Um, and we're kind of, stu- I- again, like baby stages of the business. We're still figuring out a lot of stuff of like where we want to go. But my like five years down the road, I would love to be um, to be able to direct some of those bigger budgets. Probably not Super Bowl commercial level yet, but like bigger budget ad campaigns and scale in that quality um and then also be able to scale in quantity through our sweet new studio that we're opening up um and just being able to crank out a lot of really valuable content for for our clients
2: will your studio like can people rent it out and like use it for their production or is it like only for your production. The, We're going to do a little bit come of come both. The We're going to
1: have a strictly rental space. Um, like a booth for people that want to get like have something to say and need to say it on camera and need it to be pretty and professional. Um, which is a huge gap in the market right now because there's such a difference between like us showing up and charging our day rate versus somebody explaining on an iPhone or something. Um, there's just not a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not super valuable content unless you're Gary Vee and already have 9 million followers and you're just getting paid off the ads. Um, but the actual studio space will be, we'll rent it out to people in the industry that we know and trust, but it's going to be mostly for our own uses. Yeah.
0: What is a, how, what is a red shoot? Is it like 8k or 4k or what?
1: they have a bunch of different ones ours we have the Dra- we have the red raven and then we have the red dragon 6k red uh, yeah but and then they also like the red epics doing 8k but i mean a, more pixels doesn't necessarily mean a better quality uh sensor like my iPhone shoots 4K 60 frames per second, and I can make a much prettier movie on a RED that shoots the same specs.
0: Really? What's the difference then? Mm -hmm. Like, why is it... Like, what's the difference between even, like, a DSLR that shoots 4K versus, like, a RED like you guys are using for those big films?
1: Um, There's a lot of... Like, color science is one big thing. Just the way that they capture colors is a lot different. You have a lot more latitude in post with a RED... Um, a lot more dynamic range to work with. Um, and then also like they're built for professional shoots so you can have like guys so out <laughs> so I can drop them. Exactly. They just build it for my clumsy little hands, but there, yeah, there's a ton of reasons why they're so expensive and they do provide a ton of value to uh, huge productions. But yeah,
0: let's switch gears a little bit. I know you guys that there's something we haven't really touched on yet in unreal events. Um, what is the science to throwing an unreal event?
1: What's the, (laughs) what's the party? Uh, What does it boil down to? Well, you gotta have a lot of speakers. You gotta have some solid visuals. Also cryo cryo cannons are a a big hit. They're super, what's a cryo cannon? Um, they're like Sorry a enough. CO2 cannon. Um, they like just shoot white stuff. Oh. Like it just shoots pressurized liquid CO2 and it sublimates or mm-hmm. whatever. Makes people senses. feel crazy yeah. cool. Yeah. Some yeah. type of way. It's, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And then also artist booking. If you want to throw <laughs> the biggest <laughs> party on the hill, then you have to get the biggest artist. So,
0: what's something that you like I explain to people what exactly your unreal events is, like what the business model is and then what's like some what's a, you know, who's someone that you guys have brought in or something that you've thrown for someone that's like an example of what the business is?
1: Um, so yeah, so it's just college events, like stage production and we're trying to do like 360 so we can handle everything that it takes to do a huge party. Um, So a lot of that is just, we have a bunch of speakers and equipment and like LED visual walls and a bunch of moving headlights um, that do that. And so my role in Unreal Events, I like was the co-founder with this guy, Connor Zimmerman. Connor does more of the stage side and I just kind of do the artsy fartsy creative stuff. Um, But yeah, our biggest party was probably like Cabo Six Beach of Palooza. We've been doing that for the past couple of years. Um, And that we booked, actually, I think they went through eclectic or something, eclectic to book Sunburn and I think Party Favor the year before, could be totally wrong. Um, And then we just like show up with our stage production equipment and make it look pretty. And uh, yeah, it's just a ton of fun. (laughs) It
0: sounds like it. I mean, for you guys out there that are listening, take that as an example. You can make money throwing a party and have a oh, good yeah. time doing it. And there's tons of money blocks. in it.
1: There's tons of money yeah, in mean, it, too. Like, just stage production in general. Brown Note in Denver <laughs> has been killing it. They do all the stage production for Red Rock shows. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like and that's the thing that's what is so intriguing to me about having all these conversations with people is like you guys get to see so many cool people you get to hang around and have the back stage to things like Red Rocks Lollapalooza all those cool places you get to go inside Earth Roamer make a commercial and then at the same time you while you were in college you literally made money from throwing the best party and making the coolest stuff you know what I mean like I think it's just insane like there's just so many cool ways to make money and that's why I love having people on here and having having you explain it to us because not a lot of people can do that, I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah. Super blessed. It's fun, man. It's a it's a good gig.
0: <laughs> do you think do you think you guys will keep that going for a little while or I mean COVID nineteen is kinda
1: killing you, but <laughs> Yeah, it's kinda hard to have a party right now for sure. Um I think <laughs> I think we're definitely gonna try to keep it on. Um going for like at least another year or two, Connor and I are both going to be in Colorado. And we like have some kiddos from our, we were in the same fraternity in college too. Um, and we have some underclassmen that are super interested and super responsible with the gear. So we've kind of given it to a couple kids um, as far as the day-to-day stuff. And then we just get a sit back and put our big old brains together and think about how to scale it.
0: Thank you, everybody, for coming out and listening to Ben's story this week. We hope you learned something about team building and the importance of that and competition and you know how you can move forward with working with the right people. Um, have absolutely the best week. Go take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way, and we will see you all next Monday. Peace out.